Proverbs 27 says, like a bird that flees its nest is anyone who flees from home. And Jesus says in Luke 9, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Well, I wonder, how do you know when you are home? It's a bit of a funny question to ask because you're home when you're home. It's a geographic location for most of us. But home is more than that, isn't it? The home that I grew up was not that one, that's just off, I don't know, the internet. The home I grew up was in, uh, in Sydney. And I grew up in a hilly, leafy suburb. The air was sweet and, and humid. We played cricket in the cul-de-sac as kids. And when I go back to visit family in Sydney, I know it's not my home anymore. And my experience of my parents' house is very different now. But when I go for a walk on those streets, a breeze might whip a familiar smell and all of a sudden I'll feel that I'm home. After I'd moved to Wagga and I'd lived here for several years, well, Wagga became home too. The, the dry heat, the huge expanse of sky, that smell of evaporative air conditioning. And so when I eventually went back to Sydney for just a few years to do some ministry training, Sydney didn't feel like home. When I catch the train in the evenings, I would uh, change trains at Strathfield Station. And often I would see the, uh, the CountryLink train waiting on one of the platforms there with Wagga listed as one of its stops. One time I saw someone in a CSU Aggies jersey get on that train and all of a sudden I was home again. I could feel it. My feet wanted to sort of leap across the platforms and get into that carriage. So the feeling of home is like that. It's, it can be elusive. It can be hard to define and hard to pin down. But when we feel it, we know it. And you can't manufacture home. We know what a home should be like, but we can't always create that experience. Our homes can be places of frustration and conflict, and sadly, our homes can all too often be places that are not safe. But most of the time, our dissatisfaction with home can be that it is just not satisfying us. We're not getting what we want from home. And so we'll leave, but we'll never really go far. We'll still chase the familiar, we'll still chase those experiences of home, even if we're in a, a different place. I always find it interesting how so many of our Year 12 students each year make the big, bold, adventurous move to the distant shores of Wollongong Uni. And when they get there, they spend all their time experiencing studying with their school friends, working with their school friends, going to parties with their school friends. They don't call it Wagagong for nothing. Now, the younger brother in our parable, he captures this feeling of homesickness well. He grew up in a good home with a, with a loving dad, and, and clearly he has the provision of food and shelter and security, but he's not satisfied. And so he leaves in search of brighter horizons. He, he takes his inheritance and runs. And when the cash runs out, what does he return to? He returns to the familiar the familiar activity of tending livestock. And it is while he is toiling with those pigs, longing to eat their slops, that Jesus tells us that he came to his senses. He felt the need for home. Home, that's what he's longing for. And so he sets out, hoping to find peace at home with the Father. 
So the reason why all of us can probably empathise to a degree with this younger brother is because Jesus' parable is not just about this particular younger son. It is our parable. It is the parable of humanity. It is a truth that is repeated again and again in the Bible. Because the truth is this parable is just playing out the story of time immemorial when Adam and Eve enjoyed the tastes, the sounds and the scents of their home in the Garden of Eden. But they failed to take God their Father at his word. They refused to believe that here in the Father's home that he had their best interests at heart. They were dissatisfied with the very good creation God had made for them. And so they ditched their heavenly dad. They grabbed the fruit and ran. And they sought satisfaction somewhere else. But they don't get it. Because you see, home now includes weeds and thorns and thistles. It includes deception and betrayal and decay and death. But it's all still mixed in with those sweet aromas of things like freshly baked bread and a warm bed and a fireplace. And so home has now become an assault on the senses. It's got the bad mixed in with the good. It makes you want to flee and to stay all at the same time. It's a frustrating experience that is repeated throughout the Bible. Adam and Eve's two sons, Cain and Abel, they get into strife. Cain murders Abel because he is dissatisfied. And we're told that Cain becomes a restless wanderer on the earth. Far from home he is, he's never satisfied, and he spends his life looking over his shoulder, looking home. Later, Jacob cheats his father and his brother, and he does a runner from home, but he longs to come back. Jacob's family then all leave home, and they settle in Egypt. When they get there, they become slaves, and they want to go home. And when they do escape... Well, God's people wander around in the desert for 40 years looking for home. And when they finally get there, they don't like it. They're dissatisfied and they're driven out again into slavery. See, time and again, the ebbs and flows of human history are about wanting to be home, but home never satisfying us when we get there. As the Easter break approaches, I imagine you're looking forward to some downtime at home. A bit of chocolate and chilling. But you know the sibling squabbles are still going to be there. You know you're probably going to get a stomach ache from eating too many Easter eggs. And there are moments of loneliness in your own home that can just be unbearable. Home is a good thing. But we know that even at its best, it can still be a little off, soured. We'll get wafts and tastes of what home should really be like, but we know everything is not all right. And we don't have to look too far from home to see that the world as it is now is not the home that we long for. A real final homecoming, the kind of return home that the younger brother received in this parable, that's going to require more. It's going to require a radical change, not just in our nature, but also in our natural world. Because ever since Eden, the fruit has been rotting on the vine. And so we need someone to enter into this mess. Someone who has spent his whole life longing for home because he actually deserved to be home. See, Jesus left his father's home in heaven, not because he took the cash and ran, but because he knew he had to enter into our homesickness in order to restore it.
Jesus knows the feelings of loss and loneliness all too well. He was born into poverty in a stable. He was a a refugee in a foreign land. He spent 40 days in the wilderness without food. And he was executed outside of the city walls. He was rejected by his own people. And he cried on that cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you abandoned me? Jesus' life was one of emptiness and homelessness. Foxes have dens, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And when the God who reigns above the universe, when he abandoned Jesus on that Good Friday, Jesus was cast into the uttermost despair of the full curse of our rebellion against God. Jesus experienced cosmic homelessness so that we could be welcomed home. Jesus experienced complete homelessness for us so that we can know that we are at home with the Father, even though we're not experiencing that just yet. But it will be an experience. Going home to the Father is not just some pithy expression for floating up into the clouds. Now, just as the younger son would have seen the the glistening of his father's ring as it was placed on his finger, felt the fine velvet of his father's best robe on his shoulders, heard the, the partying in the mansion and smelt the banquet that awaited, the son experienced being home. And so as we draw this series to a close over the next fortnight, we need to know that a feast that we can taste and see awaits the sons and daughters who are brought home to the father through Jesus.